but the game was different, right? The the, the rules was different. The ball. Oh, was the Euro, different. The, Euro, the Euro style is different in America. The Euro style was a lot different in America. <laughs> That's the Especially, first time y'all seen that Euro step too, huh? Absolutely. Hello, my name is uh, Oscar Reinfeldt. I'm from Latvia, Riga, Latvia. Uh, I went to CBA, Canaries Basketball Academy, where I played for Coach D. Uh, what was it? 26 season 2015 and 16 and the next one as well uh, and following that i went to university of portland which was a west coast conference in uh, america where i played against some pretty good players one of them is Gito cock he's also probably on this yeah 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 Yeah, he's still playing basketball and um yeah from uh, following portland i bounced around a few schools um and uh i, fu- I finished my career after i finished university but I had a pretty fruitful basketball career, in my opinion. And when I was playing in Europe, I did some cool things. I got to travel. I got to play some great teams. Like with some of the guys that been on this and will be on this, I'm sure. Like we played some great opponents. It was a great experience. I played with some great coaches, great people. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. Husky, thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, it is. Um, a really, really, really great honor. And I always say this, but you know, it's always fun to have you around. One of the most down to earth, crazy guys that I know um, and had the fortune of meeting. So uh, we'll get straight into the questions. Um, right, how and why did you choose Portland and um, your schools after that going forward? Um, when I was going into the recruiting process, um... I was lucky enough to be around, like the team I, that we was had, a, that Rob Oriana had assembled in CBA at that time was, there was some monsters. There were Boris Bojanowski, Viktor Juracek, uh, Simon. There was Shane Hamming. There was such a loaded team that a lot of college coaches came just by nature. And I was lucky enough to maybe do good against those guys in practice, which made me turn really good in turn. And, uh, there was at the end at the end of the season there was it wasn't that many schools that were interested in me there were a few and they came down to whether i wanted to go to like a medium big school and be just a possibility like a player who gets some playing time here there or go to like a mid-major school and try to be one of the main guys on the team and uh after some advice from uh, coaches and other players we came to agreement that portland was the best option for me at the time because they were rebuilding team that wasn't that was doing great before but not doing great at the time and they needed some like young talent and stuff and then and um coaches seemed really nice my coach mike wolf and eric reveno came out to see me personally they were really nice and accommodating to me that uh, really made me feel at home and uh, that's why i chose portland uh, following that it was just a, in college basketball for you to tr- transfer as everyone knows probably who's watching this, but if you need to transfer from one division one program to another one, you either have to sit out and redshirt one year or play junior college basketball. Uh, and that's what I chose. I, I chose to do um, Juco basketball. And I played after that for Pensacola State College in Florida in really, really good um, conference, uh, Panhandle conference. And you can see for yourself, it's a really, there's some high quality players there that like afterwards they go to really big programs like Sam Cassell's son. Well, I forgot his like his actual name, but 
And following Pensacola, I just kind of like I got injured. I broke my kneecap uh, when I went to to my next uh, school in Troy. Oh no 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 sorry yeah I broke my foot I got yeah I broke my foot when I got to Troy and then after that things just kind of went downhill from there because uh, I kind of I, I realized that I was getting injured too often and I my three years have already passed by so okay um, what type of scholarship and did your grades play play a, a factor in your recruitment well obviously you have to have the two point five GPA. Um, what that translates to in Europe, I would say, is a C grade average, roughly. And um, it factors if you're going, if you're trying to go in for a better program. Say, for example, if you're aiming for something like Boston College, which is, you go there for basketball, of, of course, but you also go there for education because life doesn't end with basketball. And if you if you want to do something special after your career, you may want to consider that really hard. And, and if you're trying to go to a, a school of that caliber or even Ivy League schools, like, yes, it really matters. But as far as coming into college programs, just like if going to any regular uh, program, the 2.5 GPA at grade point average is the only thing that really is required of you. And passing the SAT test at the time, I really don't know what the testing system is nowadays because it's been... Yeah, it's the same. Eight years um... Uh, the only difference is is that the well, just due to COVID, um, they're not they're not counting it for this recruitment period coming up. So yeah, yeah but everything's pretty much still the same, right? Um, and did you get a, you got a full ride to go to? Portland? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got full scholarships in every every school that I attended to. Uh, altogether, that makes three, I guess. Um, yeah, before in recruiting process, I want to say I had something like four or five um, schools that were, I don't, they hadn't committed to me, but in the leading up to the process, they showed some commitment to committing to me, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but then, yeah, like, yeah. it became more and more evident that I was going to go to Portland. And you know, around CBA was like, I'm sure uh, the head honcho told the other schools what was going on, you know? So, like, mm. it wasn't like, um, coming down to the line with me making a decision like people knew what I was going to do yeah fair enough when you're high profile you know what I mean me and you got that same same problem Oski I mean I, I went undrafted but you know yeah. people knew my, yeah, my decision I'm making a comeback now I'm making a comeback now they just don't know me and Carmelo yeah. Anthony <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Um, we've been working out <laughs> and Paul George <laughs> Yo, yo, you can't put Melo's name next to Paul George after Paul George's uh, performance. So, yeah, man. Oh, Paul, Paul, I, yeah. Paul, yeah, Paul, Paul George has got to get back in the lab, man. He's got to get back in the lab. Um, I read what, meme yesterday, like, this is funny, real quick. It was like something like, like a, it, the meme was, the first side of the meme was like, it's saying something like, I heard a loud noise coming from such and such place last night, and some the other side was like, Paul George must have been getting some shots up. <laughs> yo, that is why, yo, they, people need to leave Paul George alone. But I mean, it's like when Roy Hibbert used to suck, they posted a picture of garbage. It was like, yeah, Roy <laughs> Hibbert hanging out in the free time. Yo, yo, the, <laughs> I can't even laugh, man. Um, <laughs> what what questions did you ask your uh, college coaches when you were being recruited? Uh, um, what what, what did kind you of know? Per, 
yeah, I wanted to know what is it going to be like, how am I going to play? Um, am I going to play? And if I'm going to play, what kind of role I'm going to have? Those are the main things for me because at the time I didn't know any more than just to ask basketball questions. But aside from that, I was asking about like, how's it going to be the living arrangement? Uh, am I going to have to have like pay for anything? And I was pr quickly told that I won't have to pay for anything, that food and all that stuff will of course be taken care of. And in Portland, uh, I can say honestly, it was the greatest experience as far as food. Um, you know, and you know, they took it really. They did a really, took a really good care of their athletes, and uh, I didn't really ask much honestly because, like I was saying before we just restarted, um, I was saying that um, there were so many guys who had gone to universities before in CBA or and then returned to CBA that all these questions that I had. I worked through with them along the time and all the other guys that we, we were living together, you know how it was. Mm -hmm. So all we talked about was what it's going to be like in college because we were all so desperate to get out of CBA at the time. <laughs> we were just, you know, daydreaming like you were in, you were in, in class, <laughs> whatever you were doing, you were just thinking, oh man, in college, this is not going. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, Dreams of escape. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, what questions do you wish that you asked? Uh, I wish, I mean, at the time I feel like it was sufficient, but I feel like my general level of what I should have been worried about wasn't lined up because I was so used to, you know, in CBA, you come there basically like they take care of your living, everything like that, like you traveling, you don't buy any tickets. You go into yeah. the place, you don't handle your own papers, you college coaches come in, you don't know, you don't handle like, you know what I mean? So. Mm university when i when it came time to handle in like things like you know uh going to meetings on time all the time and um going to study halls on time and stuff like that like it, it, I, I thought it like because it was not it's not gonna be a big deal but it, sure it was obviously a big deal but at the time you know i like you know how in europe basketball is in club levels like school and yeah. like school and 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 sports don't intermingle that much as a young yeah. athlete so you're thinking when you're playing for this European team, you're thinking school is not that big of a deal in my life. But when you go to America, it's super intermingled because when you lose your eligibility, as soon as you fail your classes, if yeah, you, yes. and, in, there, and when you go to school, there's certain things like you miss five classes, you automatically get flunked out of the class. You know what I mean? Mm. And, uh, you, you you miss you, you you do this or you for example, in, in, you don't know about things like plagiarizing in papers. Uh, all the, you know what I mean? You may have copied a whole speech from a famous philosopher. Uh -huh. May have. Rumors, rumors have it. Rumors have it. <laughs> but like, but yeah. I wish I would have been more in, like, um, more uh, like intrigued, I guess, by other things. I was just so focused on the basketball that like nothing else really mattered to me at the time. And I was thinking, how much worse can this really like how much harder can it be than like Latvia, than going to train, like practicing eight hours a day, you know what I mean? Waking up at five, six a.m. like every day. I was thinking like, if I manage through all that, then like this I should can be. I get through. But it's, it's, a different, it's a different set of like yeah. skills you need to like, because to get there, you need one skill set, but to stay there and flourish there, it takes a totally different skill set. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's real talk. I like it. I like. Yeah, shit, you're exactly right. Um, I guess getting to college is different, um, completely different set of skills, which 
Um, I guess if you don't know, you don't have them is a rude awakening or it can be a rude awakening. Very rude so. awakening because you don't even realize while you're being awakened. <laughs> that's what's going on. Why are you like, being awakened? That the process is not slowing down for you at all. Like it's not gonna, like the world's not gonna slow down <laughs> until you learn something. You gotta realize that like you gotta pick it up or otherwise. <laughs> that's it. Sayonara, sorry. That is it. <laughs> um, so thinking of the three schools that you went to, um, can you remind us what conferences they were in? And can you tell us a little bit about the level of basketball? So um, was it guard heavy, big dominant, uh, pick and roll? I Just a little bit of, you know, uh, insight. Uh, University of Portland was uh, division one, West Coast Conference. They play in, I don't know about the conferences. Teams have switched conferences because that happened. But at the time, it was a really good conference because we had Gonzaga. Well, not we had. Gonzaga was in our conference. Yeah. Gonzaga, and that was during that year, they had Kevin Pangos, Olenek. They were number one in the country at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, there was St. Mary's basketball with uh, Matthew Delavadova. He played in NBA for the Cavs, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was point guard when Kyrie got injured. Mm -hmm. um, he locked down Steph Curry for one game, if I'm not even... <laughs> I got 20 points on him. That's more than Steph Curry, so. <laughs> Sign you up. <laughs> yeah, man. Sign me up. I'm better than Sean Livingston already. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, after that, I went to a junior college, Pensacola State College. Oh, how we played basketball. The thing is, we were like um, one of those Midwestern teams that you see with a whole bunch of like, stocky white guys so like we weren't gonna do run and gun nothing we'd have to like you know be a little, like try to play to our strengths whatever it was and we had a power forward named ryan nicholas who was real solid in the post he could score a lot so we gave him the ball a lot we had a shooting guard who was one of the only athletic guys we had really kevin bailey he was real really good and we played a lot through him and in the sometimes of the season, I had my flashes. I'm not trying to say that that was anything to do with how we played. I'm saying that's like I got uh, to do some things that I like. Also, I wasn't totally out of the loop. And um, after that, I went to a totally different side of the country, which is in Florida, and totally different side of basketball. Now we had all guys from Mississippi and Kentucky and Louisiana. And they were mm. as athletic long as you can get. And in and, and like our center was the, 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 like the year before he came to our school, LJ Livingston, he played for Florida Gulf Coast. There was, I don't, I don't know if people are gonna remember this, but there was one year when Florida Gulf Coast went to NCAA uh, March Madness and they like shocked mm. the world because, the, and they were like super dunking type of team. We had their big man. The, that says anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I remember when guys were far behind, so we played a totally different type of basketball there. And then after that, I went to Troy University, where uh, it was a totally new rebuilding team, where all the like nine or eight players who got there were new guys from different schools. So we were like learning stuff. It wasn't really structured in any one type of way. Mm -hmm. um, no, that's pretty dope, man. It's especially having the. Uh, the different variety of basketball. Um, I'm going to put you in a tough spot. Uh, where was the best basketball? Um, it's difficult to comp com compare because the JUCO basketball in general is a totally different ball game than D1 basketball. Because D1 basketball, 
is way more structured. Like there's timeouts every whatever time, you know what I mean? Like well, it's six minutes or something like that. Yeah, and you can't get into like certain rhythms because then there's like cameras okay. going on. There's this in JUCO, it's just a bunch. It's like open gym almost, but with some crowd. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, like it's like if a bunch of dudes came to watch an open gym, and you you know what I mean? You can really do what you want. Like do, like like there's not so much stoppage, so it's, you can't compare compare it. But as far as the guys who played on the same team, the JUCO team that I played on was I think the best one because the guys who transferred in were like really high major D1 players, you know? Okay, like, yeah. I, saw, I went to Troy afterwards, which is also D1. And and actually, the year after I left Troy, they won the conference championship. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, not the year I was there. After, after they got rid of uh, all, all, yeah, all the bad guys. they didn't get guys. rid of Carmelo. <laughs> yo, stop beating up on Melo, man. Mello, yo, Melo put him- I was the Melo of the team, so I get it. I, it was like, you know? Yo, Melo was putting in work this playoffs. Melo put in work this playoffs. He's, oh, man. He, he, he may his... have, but like every... You know how many... Melo, come on, man. He put in a like, Hall of Famer. He, man. Put some respect in his name. He's a Hall of Famer. He, yeah. I mean, I can't <laughs> argue that. I'm not a fan of that fact, but I can't argue that. Uh, right, so what helped you graduate and play? Um, you know, being a, and, and we kind of touched on it a little bit, talking about the, the different skills that you need for college, but what helped you be a student, a student athlete, you know, what helped you? you the know, realization graduate? that I wasn't six foot eight and dunking from free throw line at age 22 something, and then Giannis was coming and seen for the first time. <laughs> I was like, oh no. That, that was your cue to I was like, me. this is not going to work out. Like, I was really. <laughs> You know how I was, <laughs> I looked at, I took a hard look at myself and I realized that like at my absolute best scenario at like if stars aligned, you know what I mean? I played great in every game I needed to play great. At absolute best, I would get to like Matthew Dellavedova's level. Mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. and that would take up 100% of my focus, time, energy, like my entire life needed to like be swallowed up for me to be Matthew Dellavedova and I was just not ready for that. You know what's really like really great hearing you say is because there's going to be a, a bunch of youngsters watching this and a, a couple of guys in college I'd imagine and kind of like understanding that hey it would have taken you a hell of a lot of time and you was talented like I've seen you do some stuff as a coach that I've been like wow this kid's crazy and the fact that you're like look I would have to give in everything just to be a rotational player mm. at the pro level, like is very sobering because when you're young and you can make a couple of shots and you hit a game winner and all the rest of it, you're like, right, hey, I'm gonna go to the league. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna be somebody special. See, you gotta remember, I also got injured twice seriously. Yes, in the same yeah, yeah, yeah. I broke one foot. No, I broke my kneecap, then came back for a year, then broke each one of my feet in the same year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, listen yeah, yeah. about that, that, that helped a lot to my thinking because I came, I, I broke one foot, it's like I was healing in three months, came back and broke the other foot. I was like, all right, man. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we can, can laugh I, about it, but that's serious. A, can we do a sidebar real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I use? 
Yeah, that was, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, what was we? All right, so. Um, Acknowledging the fact that you're not going to cut it to the NBA. <laughs> Um, and then it's it more on the student side of what did you do to kind of, what did you do to ensure that you got the grades and that you was passing and, you know, stuff like that? Tell you the truth, passing was never an issue. Like I was going through with such good grades. I graduated like okay. three point something GPA, 3.2 something GPA. Uh, okay. Cool. After a certain point in my life, I don't know what clicked, but other things besides basketball became way more inter interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And I approached them with the same like kind of intensity as I did basketball at the time. Cause you know how I used to be mm -hmm. really all about basketball. And once that happened, I just got really like good at the things that uh, were required of me in school. And uh, yeah, that's pretty, that, that, and after that, after I got good, I got confidence that I'm good, you know? So I started, you know, being more participative in classroom when they ask questions and stuff. So I realized that the more you do that stuff, the more it pays off to you in the long run with the grade and stuff. Because, mm -hmm. for example, if you participate in a lot in a class, right, in a good way, not in a corny way, not like in, um, you know, class clown, whatever, making some mm -hmm. silly. If you actually participate in a class, like you care about it, and if you, and you need to care about it for you to actually pull this off. But um, the more like, for example, if something goes by in, in a test or essay or whatever, the teacher will give you benefit of doubt because they've heard you speak. They know what you, what, they know where your head's at. You know what I mean? Mm. So, and also yeah. in, in American universities, they give you so much slack for just showing up and doing it every day. I can't over overemphasize it. They like give you so much slack if you just come there if you if you care about what you're doing, if you're respectful, they'll give you so much help. You know, they'll do their absolute best to not put you in a bad situation. Now, on the flip side, if you come there and you act like you're bigger than the whole process, it's gonna end up really bad. Mm. Seen a bunch of guys not being able to play. They go to a good school, then they can't play because of their grades. Can't get their grades up. Two point five. That's the easiest thing. The guys can get, could be the most talented guy in the world. He can't um, get his grades high enough to, to play, lose eligibility, goes back home. This is typically about American guys, so it doesn't reflect on Europeans that much. Then they go back home, they maybe get into some trouble, they go to JUCO, make another trouble. Now all of a sudden college coaches have a reputation for them. And it's just, it's just easiest to stay on the good side of the school thing because it's just gonna, you're gonna, like, it's better to learn. First of all, bottom line is you're gonna, in the long run, it's better to be smart than not. So school is good. <laughs> And um, on and, and on the more micro level, it's like it uncomplicates your life so much to just do good in school because it's not hard there. It's not. It's not. You know, no one's asking you to do like electri uh, electrical engineering. Just do. Unless you're doing a, an electrical engineering. Course. Unless you're doing a, but if you're the type of guy who wants to do electrical engineering diploma, then I'm I'm assured that you're not a total goofball. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, Talking about coming into programs, so um, as you said, you know, you was pretty talented um, coming up as a junior. Um, and I think that you're very modest and humble talking about, you know, the guys that you played alongside as a junior. Um, but, you know, having that self-confidence, that self-belief and, you know, being ranked in Europe and stuff, and now you're going to Portland, how was the coach change in terms of, 
you know, being a guy that started the game and getting the bulk of minutes to now, you know, getting less minutes and less of a, a featured role. How did you deal with that? Man, listen, that is tough. When I, that's the toughest thing. That's actually what most guys struggle with because if you're in D1 program, whatever, D2, Jukai, Juka, whatever you are doing, it's not bums who you're playing with. Mm. Those guys were also the guy in their program. You know what I mean? So like you're, you're, you're playing against guys who were the guy in their, pro so everyone's having, you know what I mean? That, that attitude that they should be the guy. Because mm. these are the guys who hold their whole lives been good in their yeah, yeah. And when you go there and you realize that not only it's, it's not it, it, these guys are you coming in as an 18 year old from a, whatever you're doing in Europe, you're not going to be in a physical shape like NCAA guy on a junior year. You know what I mean? Like the, if you're a big, especially if you're a big man, then it's so crucial because you're a big man and you coming in at six, nine, six foot nine and you weigh in like 190 pounds, which is what Victor was, which is why he struggled at first in college. You know what I mean? And mm. you're banging against some guy who is maybe six, eight, 260 pounds, you know, straight it's not gonna work for you very good at first so mm -hmm. there's such a big and you gotta realize but as a guy in europe you don't you, i didn't expect that to be the case because i came in and i was thinking oh these guys just they're not doing that great so i'll come in and i'll be the guy please <laughs> uh what, what sure vices who, yeah i'm sure everyone tell you the same thing i didn't I didn't see anybody from um, who I played as good as we were in CBA. None of those guys, me included, were freshman year, you know what I mean? League prospect. Maybe Shane Hamming. Maybe Shane Hamming, but even not in his first year, because that in LSU he didn't he played sometimes he played good, but um, he really came came together in Walpraiso. Like he wasn't even first and he was, you know what I mean, the closest I think we've gotten to like a guy from my yeah. years who's, who's gone I thought Shane was going to go to the league with the way he played in the Walpreza yeah it's, it's, it's an interesting um, dynamic as well and I guess for the majority you don't really realize the the vastness of the talent that's out yeah, there you don't know how much there is there you don't yeah. you just don't know and not just talent like it's next level skill I mean the work that comes into like it, the, the 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 it's nothing like the discipline of like say team defense in college basketball you can't just you break down your one guy there's three other guys that have been trained nine think about it, you play four months a year in college and you train eight months so like these guys and they for four years to get for most part they're together for four years so they know each other so their rotations on defense is immaculate mm. you know what i mean this guy knows that this guy likes has a tendency to let the guy go wide in the middle or something so he's gonna step up and help early and then you're gonna step off your big man right and then some other guys covering your like it's so much more next level than just beating your guy and then you're at the rim okay you're at the rim watch there's gonna be a guy <laughs> who's gonna take you up for it at that rim <laughs> uh, i like it uh with the knowledge that you have now what three things would you redo um going into college um and it doesn't necessarily I would have to be work on my aspect of uh, being okay with just not like you, exactly what we just talked about. That was my biggest struggle with. I was struggling with from CBA when I was coming 
even though like there was other good guys i felt like a lot of the time when when push came to shove i was the guy with the ball in the hand mm-hmm. you know what i mean like for whatever reason rob trusted me you trust me chris mate whatever i was the guy right so i was thinking that and then when i came there i wasn't ready to not be the guy and i would work on i would tell myself like listen have have your high dreams but at the same time be real with yourself because mm-hmm. you know what i mean those all those dreams don't make no sense because if you set yourself too high of an expectation and then you consi- consistently don't attain that you're gonna start thinking bad of yourself because you're this guy who i I'm, i set these 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 goals for myself i need to be already on starting five by this part and then you start comparing oh there's a guy who came in as a freshman he's already averaging 20 some points and i'm like but you know what i mean everyone has their own journey that that's what i would have told you told myself like um just work hard and um be a good team and good, good be like all that you know what i mean the right thing it's not it's not you know one's gonna you're not gonna die if you don't you know what i mean make it to the starting point it's all right um, being a European player um, in the US, and I guess this goes for all three programs, did you get any stigma for, for being from Europe? So, you know, did they automatically no. think you were soft or weak or, you know, you couldn't play? No. Nope. Everyone was just cool? Uh, yeah. I mean, I never, I guess I never gave the impression of being soft or weak. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I, I came in and it was, like I wasn't as good, but I was very arrogant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, 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 I got you. So like I, nobody couldn't tell me nothing. I was I would say I was a little bit too far in the opposite end of the spectrum. I was thinking like I, I listen. I played in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I played against you know some old middle-aged men who never played basketball before and I, I got 40 points. Right, man. I dunked on this guy. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's another thing. The teams we played against in Spain. Jesus. Yo, I remember those, uh, you know, uh, my one of my favorite like Especially when we, went, when we went on with your team and stuff and we were just yeah. really let loose with like, because yeah. for some odd reason, it would be like the best junior team going to play against these like middle-aged men yeah, after yeah. World basketball league, and they would be so salty. The, my favorite Oski story was I think the um, one of the, the senior teams. I don't know what happened, and we got beat by thirty. Um, yeah, about thirty-five or some 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 craziness, and it was like that outdoor cage court, and I got all <laughs> of you guys, and. Like, I think it was, yeah, it was for the the playoffs. It was for, like, you know what I mean? It was like a two-leg playoff game. In the first game, we lost by minus 33. And the second (laughs) game, uh, when you guys played, we had to beat them by, like, 34 or 35. I remember that. I remember that. And and that was a crazy game because you lot was just killing it, killing it. And I think think it was, like, the fourth quarter we started, uh, we was beating them by, like, 30. And... um, I think they scored, it was like a free throw, and we inbounded the ball, and you was walking up, and you was like, hey, D, how much do we need? I was like, I was like, yo, we're down by two, we're down by two. And you was like, okay. And you walked across, like, literally walked across the half court, and you pointed at Dale to come and set you a screen. And Dale sprinted hard. <laughs> and as, it, as, as Dale sprinting, and like, as I said, you just crossed the half court, Dale sprints to come set the screen, and then you just shoot it. 
and walk back. And it goes in and I'm like, okay. I, I guess that, right? We're in the league. That brings me, man, that, 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 that is one of my all-time basketball highlights because of like how cool it looked. Like, yeah, 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 it was. But the, you reminded me how Dale used to sprint set screen. <laughs> Dale used to run like like those fucking people. And that shit was I'm sorry. That was drilled into Dale with Arvidas on his on his back for four years. Like Dale went through basically Navy SEAL training. As a young guy. I, th- I think all the bigs went through Navy SEAL training. Yeah, man. man. We used to take pleasure in breaking people's spirits down. That was hilarious. But no, that was like I don't know. Like I think that will save me forever. It was just the way he was like. What do we need to do? And I was like, yeah, we're down two. And he was like, uh, yeah. all right. And he sprints up and like, you just crossed the half court and the guy's like, looking for the screen and you shoot it. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, it's nothing. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, we got what? it. Uh, got it. And you used to bang music on the loudest in the van on the way back. <laughs> we were going crazy far past. I mean. <laughs> Yo, them car journeys were like some of the greatest ever. Yeah, man. And like at first, Chris Mays wasn't with the program, but afterwards, you know how he loosened <laughs> up and got cooler and cooler with each passing month? And like, and that's when when, when Kanye West and Jay Z dropped that uh, Gotta Have It song and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they yeah. were on nonstop repeat. In oh, the man. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, it was cool, man. I, I enjoyed seeing you guys have a good time and. and I think the situation where we was in, in terms of being away from family and friends and being so regimented and it felt like, you know, especially us coaches would have yes, like, up to five. When you first got the CBA? Uh, 22, I think. You I, think I, was, I think I was like 22, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, trust me, I was treated like the young boy too. I was, I, I was, I was. I mean, everybody like, who was treated like, no one was treated good. Oh. People were treated good, but you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was apparent. But hey, I, I, I was fortunate. And if I didn't do, uh, if I didn't go, I wouldn't have met, you know, guys like yourself and. Oh uh, yeah, um, it was dope in retrospect, but yeah. going back through it again. <laughs> yeah, fat Yeah, but I mean, some serious dough, man. <laughs> like you know what I mean uh, like reunion CBA like one last season and it's like all the veterans playing in that old man league now. Yeah. <laughs> that would be absolutely hilarious yeah hey, I'm a, I, I would I would even suit up for that I'd, man, I'd be setting the screens you have to you that would be funny uh, hey getting back on track man we side we side noted um <laughs> Uh, what's the best part of playing? Well, what was the best part of playing um, basketball uh, in the states? Oh, there's so many good things about being able, being that opportunity to. Uh, first of all, free education, which is you can abuse that your whole life afterwards. Second of all, the experience of being treated like you know, you're never gonna treat like unless you become an NBA player, you're never gonna get treated as nicely again. As when you as you were when you play in college athletics for a team, like people recognize you when you're walking down the street, like in a nice way. Even when you don't do that great, you know the the the, the teachers are helping you. The other students love you. Like it's 
it's amazing. It's it's absolutely amazing that that part of it. Basketball, but you the camaraderie with your teammates, the lessons that you learned, like the you know you learn ownership of you you know what I mean. You like unless you learn you unless you're super real with yourself, you're gonna it's gonna be really tough for you. And you know if you think you're better than you are, if you think you're cooler than you are, like all that stuff is invaluable. It's, it's all the the friendships you make. Some people meet their loved ones in university you know in their yeah, lives their wives their uh, wives and husbands lives. You, if, if you're not that for example if your playing career doesn't work out you're on you're on really good terms with your coaches you're a hard worker you may become you may get that coaching job you know what i mean while you're getting that coaching job they're paying your master's degree you're getting your master's degree boom next thing next door open like like the 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 you getting like the it's, it's all good pretty much it's only bad when you make it bad and how did you how did you find it playing in front of the fans so um i know you've had some sold out arenas when there was packed gyms i used to play good in packed gyms because when it was my main thing was in in portland not it was there was like a 10,000 seat arena but like two or 3,000 people came out And it looks awful when it's like that. You know what I mean? Like, cause mm. it just doesn't sound loud. Like, so when the people did come out for like Gonzaga's or St. Mary's or we played, a bu- I played in Kentucky against Kentucky in Rupp Arena in Michigan, not the Mi- University of Michigan, the Michigan State. The, the their uniforms are green. I don't know what their thing was, mm. but like they did. I played in some huge, huge BYU, eighteen thousand people. I played my best games in front of those people because it was just uh, I was feeding off that energy. Even you're gonna have to adjust certain things. Like, and the guys from even better speaker schools will tell you more. Like Boris or Shane, when the opposite pe- opposite team's fans have like a scouting report on what to say to you, you know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of guys are talking about that. To me, it never like got me mad or anything. It just was I was like, damn, for me. Not honest. Yeah, yeah, or when you shoot, when you're getting your shots up before the thing, and and there's a cameraman literally below you, recording you, and you gotta act like you don't see the camera. <laughs> Just pretend. Yeah, yeah, or you you're tying your shoelaces in in the locker room, and some guys like filming you from the side. You know how they do on on like uh, when you yeah, fight yeah, on the yeah. Those things are awesome. I always love them. Matter of fact, there's still some footage on me, so. Look me make up. sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure you send. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about it afterwards, but yeah, we'll get that stuff. Matter of um, fact, there's still that video of me dunking in the rim. Like, get remember? Yeah, that was that was my first ever video that I made. My yeah, first man. ever edited video. That I'm was, glad. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad it was me. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awesome, man. I liked it. <laughs> um, all right, so quick questions now. Um, quick, short questions. Um, the the trivial and, and and the touristy kind of questions. Uh, what was the weather like in your states um, that you played in? Portland was absolutely terrible. It rains like eight eight months a year. Which is, I live in London now, and London seems like like tropical islands compared to Portland. No way. Serious man, serious. Portland's that bad. Summer is really hot, but the rest of the year it rains literally every day, like almost every day. There's a, Seattle and Portland have something like the highest suicide rate because it rains all the time. Jeez, I don't. Yeah, well, it gets dark. It gets dark in Portland. 
Um, but t- Florida was the exact opposite. It was so hot and humid. I mean, everyone knows about Miami and that it's not like Miami and Panhandle where I was at. Mm-hmm. But it was it was really hot. It was really and the bugs there are insanely big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, what about Troy? Troy is Alabama is pretty much next to uh, Florida. Same thing. Really hot, humid air. All those um, southern states, Mississippi, uh, Tennessee, Florida, Texas, all them similar, similar, similar climates. Okay. Uh, must-see destination. Uh, you don't have to do all three, but uh, but what's the must-see destination? Like, point of, like, the place that you've been to, where's mm-hmm. the best attraction? In world? No, in like out of the hey. three college, yeah. Out of oh, the three. Portland because it's the biggest city, city. You know what I mean? You know how mm-hmm. there's cities and then there's towns or whatever. Mm-hmm. Portland's an actual city. They got an NBA team. You know, they got their was uh, the Bluff, which is like where all the restaurants are or something like that. Like it's just a bigger city, and that's why I would pick that one. Pat, Pensacola is. It, it's it's not big, but it's I mean it's not tiny, but it's definitely not big. And Troy is a, a close to a village. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's like a student town, you know. Like there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. And when the students leave for any break, that that's it. It's empty. Fair enough. Yep. Um, best place to get food. Five guys. Five guys. You didn't even think. Five guys? Uh, no, hands down. You're a hands down five guys guy. Okay, <laughs> Best place to get new kicks? In college, they give you your shoes and I was never like a sneakerhead, so I don't, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, 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 I just, or like I literally, right now in London, I order my stuff from sportsdirect.co.uk. <laughs> Sports, sports, sports Direct got them stupid discounts. Man. Uh, <laughs> uh, <Sports> direct. <laughs> you trying to be an ambassador for Sports Direct? Man, I, w- I wish they would. Maybe maybe I become TikTok famous off this. You never know. Maybe I'll <laughs> answer something. Uh, what American holiday is the best and why? Thanksgiving. Food. Okay. The food, like the the, the 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 you know the Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, which is funny thing is they call it Thanksgiving dinner. It starts at twelve in a day, like twelve mm. noon Thanksgiving dinner. But the amount of different fruit, like especially if you're in the south, like the the fr- from the fried chickens to the mashed potato gravies to the honey glazed ham to. Do you miss Thanksgiving? Sorry. Do you miss Thanksgiving over here? Yeah, also the football. I love American football. It's like my favorite okay. sport. Okay. So, okay. And I love I, when I was in America. Funny thing is, I always thought I should have like if I was in born in America, I would have played football. Why you like it that much? Because like I think I would be really good at throwing the ball. Because like I was good at passing. Fair enough. I mean, I, yeah. I just seemed like you need to learn one thing. Like in basketball, you need to know all things. In okay, football, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you do one. You can, can specialize. Yeah, you can specialize. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you get homesick, and how did you deal with that? No, man, I hate Latvia. You notice? Know <laughs> 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 no, no, I didn't get homesick. Uh, all jokes aside, I, just, I didn't because it's the experience was so much better than home, which I assume 
majority of the people watching it would indoors. Like, even if it was tough or whatever, I'm sure it's better than growing up in Latvia or Slovakia or, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> hey, he says a lot of guys that love being back home, man. Family, friends, stuff yeah, you grew you up can, around. That's what you, that would, that's what you would say if you're from London, D. <laughs> <laughs> I know why you love being back home. London, that's why I asked, what's the favorite place in the world? London. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, even compared to America? Compared to anything. Wow. Okay. Nice. Uh, last few questions before I let you go. Um, what was your level of independence um, before you got to college? So, um, was you able to cook for yourself, wash your stuff. Um. Um, I was able to, but we didn't have to in the academy. Uh -huh. um, and truth be told, if you play basketball, you're not gonna have to in college either, but you should learn how to do things like handle your own like paperwork, for example, like enrollments and classes, you know what I mean? Making your own schedule, that type of thing. Mm. It's more important than cooking or cleaning because in states like i'm sure you know it's way cheaper to like i don't know like especially when you're on a campus like it's you're not gonna have to do any of that you just throw stuff in the washer or dryer or whatever it's quick but to handle your own like school schedules your you know financial aid if you need that your um whatever it might be that's way more important i think you just you gotta but that's not something you can come in knowing it's something that you need to be proactive about learning while you're in school in the first place like all those student orient, I remember when I got the point, I had international orientation, freshman orientation, freshman athlete orientation, and some other BS orientation. And I was thinking, man, I'm just, I can't do this. But it was all very, like, Necessary. as boring and monotone as it is, that's, that's important stuff. They don't just sprinkle that in for, you know, for fun. Like, no one wants to be there. It's just you need to get it done. Otherwise, everyone's going to be going through our advisor. Hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? Yeah. That's true. Um, what was the biggest adjustment to the American culture? Um, and was there a big, you know, was there a big difference between, I guess, Latvia um, and America? The, just the, I don't know, that wasn't really, I don't know. I, we were all pretty international in there. So like my last three years I spent in Spain around guys who all were pretty global. So it was, mm -hmm. wasn't that big of a deal for me. And if you're coming from a place like England as well, it's not gonna be a big deal. Only difference is generally like you put 20,000, like this given you going to a big school, you go to tw put 20,000 20 year olds in the same location, you know, it's going to be some partying, some, you know, things going on, which you're, you're going to be allowed to do things you weren't be, like, not necessarily not allowed to, but you're going to have the freedom. You're in a different time zone. No one's checking on you. Okay. Um, well, that you know, brings us beautifully to, to um, our next question. Um, uh, how, how, as a student athlete, how do you deal with uh, those distractions? So, you know, we're talking about drugs, we're talking about alcohol, we're talking about, you know, women, like how, um, yeah, um, how do you deal with that? As a student, there's the academic life, the athletic life and the social life. You can have two out of three, you can't have all three. So you can either be a student athlete or you can be a student partier social guy or you can be an you can't be an athlete social guy too much it's not gonna work out you're not gonna have the time you're traveling you, you you're already behind on schoolwork you're missing class and you you 
you're gonna be held up to a different standard under a different type of microscope than anybody else in the campus. So mm -hmm. they're gonna, because you're getting your school paid for. Obviously. Power off. Oh, no, sorry. It's all good. And because of that, it's um, it's gonna. First of all, that stuff's gonna lead you to trouble or difficulties. As far as drugs and alcohol and uh, that type of thing, you're gonna get tested regularly uh, for drugs. Alcohol, you can probably have you can have the alcohol, but it's gonna think about alcohol is gonna set you back physically, so it's gonna be more difficult to play basketball. As far as smoking weed or stuff like that, you're gonna get busted. You get busted three times. That's it. Your fifty thousand dollars scholarships in garbage. You can go to JUCO and try again. Mm. How did you deal with those distractions? What did you, what, what were some of the things that you did to avoid, you know, well, well, obviously at first I dealt with them very poorly okay. <laughs> and, yeah. um, because I was in CBA for two and a half years or something like that. I came out like a caged animal. Um, everything that I missed out for two years, three years, whatever it was, I was after it now because not only was it all freely available, it was all encouraged because you're a basketball player, you're a one European kid, whatever. It's, it's, um, it's all cool and well, but after a while, you know, juniors, like, so, like you know, you, you'd preferably you'd all avoid it all together. But if you're lucky enough to last until your third, fourth year, you realize how much waste that stuff was because it's just, um, you spend your time and energy in places where it just didn't make sense, and you know later you're gonna realize it was just, it was just it was just not only were you not moving in the right direction, but you were actively like helping yourself move back. That's the wrong way, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like you know sometimes life happens. You may sprain your ankle, you may miss a winning shot, whatever. But with drugs and alcohol and partying, girls and all that stuff, like if it's if you're doing it wrong, meaning if you're like you know missing class or doing bad in basketball because of that stuff, um, it's gonna set you back, and you're gonna be more it's gonna set you back in point blank period. You, you, if you you know if you're smart enough, you're gonna realize it quicker rather than later before you get in any serious trouble. If you get too far along with it, you may get entangled in some wrong situation. Lord knows about American drug laws; you can go to jail. Mm -hmm. Mm, very true. Um, thanks for that, Oski. Um, what what advice did you give to new recruits um, coming in? So, you know, if you if you had a, a younger brother, cousin, whatever, coming over, and you know they asked you, um, always yeah, always just start with the with the idea that you don't know that much that like what people are saying is like that's what you need to absorb absorb everything because you don't know much honestly at that stage in your life so just just be a sponge of information and in the best possible way and that's it pretty much like there's other things gonna come if you do that like just never be too like uh thinking that you that you got to figure it out because don't and just keep just keep learning the whole all the time you no one goes in there knowing all the things and how to do all the things you know, you know just just keep learning keep learning and don't hang your head on the first bad experience and make your things worse than what they what they should be keep things in perspective reasonable like level-headed with the situation don't make it any worse or better than what it needs to be i love that um also i just wanted to ask did you 
as you had so many injuries and I guess, you know, you burnt up your three years and all the rest of it, did you finish, you didn't finish playing. So you graduated, but you didn't. I had one more year. I had my last year of eligibility playing basketball, but I had to face a dilemma with my very last coach, whether it's like, um, basically my attitude was towards practicing that type of stuff. I wasn't a bad teammate or anything uh, or breaking the team rules, but like, our coach would expect, as he should, for us to come in and get extra shots up. You know, mm-hmm. come in and watch extra film. I didn't want to do any of that stuff because already in that point in my mind, I was thinking, well, I'm just here finishing school now. Like, I'm not like gonna play basketball afterwards because my if I like wanted to play basketball, I had to go back to Europe, right? And I was thinking at the time, I was thinking if I go back to Europe, there ain't no way I'm coming. Like, I'm gonna make it back to yeah, the USA. Yeah. I better not leave. And my only best way to not leave in, what, I'm not going to go to NBA, so my best way is to get a job, start working. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, how did you feel um, not, you know, not playing your last year? Oh, um, I was already moved past it, man. I was, I, my coach kind of offered me an ultimatum, whether I start doing those things, like coming in for extra work and that type of stuff, mm-hmm. or, um, or just like, you can do what you want to do and I was lucky enough that I went to I I went to the school to the to the the, like registrar office and they said that I'm eligible for a full academic scholarship so you know what I mean I I still had school paid for and all of the things that all the niceties that I had I just got Mm -hmm. it paid for by my by the by my grades okay and I was on really really good terms with my um like you know, the dean of my 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 like school thing, and I'm yeah. like all the people that mattered. I was on really really good terms with because like I was one of the kids. You know, Europeans stay around in summer school because you don't have nowhere to go, and like everyone knew me, and I was like working in like this like work studies and stuff. Like I was just known around campus, and I was always like nice to people. So when it came time for me needing something, they were super nice with it, and they gave me. A, full ride on academics on my last year, like housing, everything paid for, it was a blessing. It worked out perfectly for me. Um, do you regret not playing your last year? Nah, man, I don't. Because the the playing love had gone and I was just, um, you don't need guys like that on the team. You know what I mean? Like you need, it's guys who are hungry, who want that scholarship, who want to be, like they, they want, do you even have a chance at playing? For someone to come in and say that, oh, I don't want to do this or that, because, well, that makes no sense. That would, you know what I mean? I was, I was, I was very self-aware of not being the cancer on the team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I never wanted to be like that guy who's just, you know what I mean? You think, oh, he's a cancer, or, or like he'll just bring team. I did, so I was like immediately, but um, in, in like I, I I do like miss stuff about basketball. I was just not ready to go through the whole process. If I got injured again, there was so many things going on as far as that. And when they offer you, you can have the same exact thing you struggle for, but you can have it basically just keep going to class. Mm-hmm. And I was do like, you, okay, I can just drop everything. You know, it was an easy choice at the time for me. Do you think it was worth everything that you put into before? getting a scholarship to go like getting so all the like the two and a half years of cba yeah. was that worth going and to the states and not 
Yeah, and not finishing yeah, basketball. Yeah, because man, I graduated. I graduated with with, with high flying grades, and uh, that would have not had to have. I wouldn't have gone to school. And I wouldn't have gotten any higher education if I didn't play basketball. You know, I would have just tried my luck in in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how it goes. Maybe you're at like age 16. Some team would assign me to a seven year contract for twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> You know what I mean? In my yeah. second year, I, I would have gotten the same exact injuries or something, and you know, it would just been another one of those things. Instead, like the, the the all the other lessons that I learned in America and how to just cope in general world and like the how much more like global I guess I've become and understanding of how world works is it's invaluable to me. That's all totally worth it. Plus the people I met like you, like every man, it's. You don't just meet people like that. It's kind of like when people talk about going to army. You gotta struggle for something that you both all have in common for a long time for you to like become bonded like that. You don't just become, you know. I've never made friends since basketball like I had friends then. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have yeah. any tight bonds like that anymore because you don't struggle in the same direction like that. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Uh, you, everything you... else just doesn't. Everything else just doesn't measure up. So it's just like why. Was you treated any different from um, the coaching staff, from Coach Cannon? Like when you said I was out and you switched and you, you know, had your academic, was it like a bitter thing? Was it like, No, No. In college, man, that's a business thing. When you're 22, 23 years old, you're in your last years of college, you see things totally different than when you did when you first came into college. First you came in and you're trying to like, you know, you're trying to look the best you can in front of the coach and practice and that type of thing. In your junior, senior years, you notice, man, my coach is trying to look good in front of this coach so you can get a job in this coaching job. You know what I mean? So like you start seeing things for what they are. It's like, and they, you gotta realize that they, they see, why would this guy do this if he, did, he can do this? You know what I mean? So it's not, it's not like a, oh, I'm angry at you thing. It's like, okay, I see why you would do it. I would have done the same thing. Mm. Oski, it is absolutely amazing having you here um, with us this this. Thank you for having uh, me, Dave. This, this afternoon. Um, no, it's really good. And, and as I said, what I like um, a lot about when we talk and when I get you to, to talk to a bunch of guys is that you're really like genuine from a, a place of, hey, it is what it is, you know. Um, I've done a lot of stuff myself. I made some bad decisions. I've made some bad choices. I thought I was the be all and end all, and then I realized that I wasn't and stuff. Yeah. And, it, and and you know, being that self-critical um, is is really hard to to be, especially when you need that confidence and arrogance to get to the places that you want to get to. Do you know what I mean you're not? You, you're not going to get to America not being strong-minded, not being yeah, confident. You have, not being, you have to have some of those qualities and then being able to understand that and then be self-critical at the same time as... Um, you got to be a shapeshifter, man. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for, for, for hanging out with us this afternoon. Uh, hey, this is Oscar Rainfields. Thank you for watching Eurostepping. And um, yeah, man. Uh, keep it real. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> in school. Appreciate you watching the Eurostepping. I want to thank everybody for watching Eurostepping. Watching the Eurostepping. The Eurostepping. The Eurostepping. You've been watching the Eurostepping. The Eurostepping. The Eurostepping. You've been watching the Eurostepping, a great podcast show hosted by Coach D.